Now, if you have a couple of those things true, but not all of them true, it may suggest that there's still progress being made, but there might still be some opportunities. And if you have none of those is true, you got to just go back to the drawing board. Explored and simplified. It's the podcast designed to help you be a more effective leader. Welcome to Leading the People Side of Business with Todd Averett and Todd Chandler. All right. Well, hey, Todd, I think what we'd like to talk about today is how do we really know? If their coaching that we're providing as a manager is really working, you know, we've talked before about the importance of coaching as leaders, but I've been thinking recently and having discussions with my clients about that may be great, but how do you know if it's really taking? Oh, no. You mean we actually have to make a difference when we're coaching somebody? We can't just do it so that we can feel superior? Well, sometimes that's valid too, perhaps. <laughs> no, it's but, you, a, know, you know it's a, it's a, definitely a soft yeah. soft measure, and so trying to understand what it is exactly that the outcome should be, measuring progress along the way, and seeing if it's having an impact, I think is a, a great discussion to have. You know, um, just last week I was doing a workshop uh, with a client, and we had about um, I don't know twenty five managers, leaders there, all people who supervise other folks. And we did a little role play. And I know that not everyone likes role plays, but sometimes they have some real value, particularly when you're talking about coaching, where you can actually practice some of the skills you're talking about. And we provided scenarios. So these people were essentially role playing some scenarios, whether they were a a manager, uh, someone's receiving the coaching or an observer. And as I was watching these groups, I noticed that some of the folks who were the coaches just tended to wander around in circles. Mm -hmm. And as we debrief that, one of the things that became really clear to me, and I think this is important for evaluating our our, our coaching progress, is they didn't really have an objective when they started the discussion. And it strikes me, Todd, that part of being able to decide if we're effective is to be clear in our minds and perhaps in the minds of those who we're working with, what are the objectives of this coaching? Yeah. And, you know, this reminds me years and years ago uh, when I worked back at May Department Stores, we did a regular program where we evaluated. We, we, it was a simulation. We brought in uh, young executives and ran them through a series of simulations, and we had observers uh, take notes on what they did and then be able to provide coaching. And we had coaching for the coaches on the front end so that we were all looking for the same things and knew what to look for. And that our standards were the same. And in many ways, it felt like a gymnastics coach or, or somebody that measures, you know, an Olympic sport where you've got to make sure that you're, it's a subjective measure, but you're trying to make it as objective as you can. And I think just being able to clearly define what it is that you're trying to coach to, I think is a critical starting point. Yes. Well, and it, and it strikes me that there's different types of feedback that we can provide, right? And then therefore, when we are looking at whether we're making progress as we provide that feedback, it may depend on the type we're offering. So for example, if we are working with someone and uh, it really is, our focus really is helping them develop and grow. Let's say that there's somebody new on the job or something, right? 
And so as we're having discussions with them, as we're having coaching dialogues, it's about helping them become more aware of the culture, the organization, partners they need to work with, uh, maybe to help develop their skills. And so that's one set of objectives. Another approach might be, yeah, this person's got performance problems. Right, right. <laughs> right. And if that's the case, then our objective might be, um, an, or excuse me, our outcomes that we're looking at or how we might measure it might be different. And then third, you know, perhaps this person knows their job well, uh, has no significant performance issues, but is really interested in being perceived as being ready for the next level. And so our coaching is really around um, helping them have new insights about how they're perceived, uh, preparing them to take on additional responsibilities, that kind of thing. And so I would offer, Todd, as I think about this, depending on what you're trying to do here, you may be looking at different things when you evaluate whether it's successful or not. Sure. I hadn't really thought about it, but it also brings up the point of, are you providing the right feedback? So that yeah. last scenario you gave, if a person is trying to change how they are perceived within the organization or trying to get to that next level, and you think it's going to take something different than what it's actually going to take, you could be detrimental in the coaching, uh, you know, if you've got somebody who's really bought into it. You know, in athletics, it's a much easier thing to do. If you've got one style or technique that works really well for you and you think it applies to everybody, but you're coaching somebody else that that style is not going to work for them, um, you know, they could their golf swing could get worse, their running form could get worse, their, uh, you know, their swing for the bat uh, could get worse. And so all of those things you got to factor in. Am I doing providing the right feedback that's actually going to improve what this individual wants to improve? Right. And, you know, it strikes me this is kind of a circle of life kind of thing, right? Or at least a, a cycle, which is if, if we are thoughtful about observing what the outcomes, what the behaviors are, and see that, boy, this person's really not making progress, we can either adjust our coaching because it's not effective or perhaps our objective was not correct in the first place. Sure. Yeah, it's really taking a look to say, what, why are we not making the progress that we thought? And you could have the right objective, and you could be providing the right coaching. It could just be a matter of skill set that they're not necessarily going to get there. So there, there's several different factors that could be causing why you're not seeing progress. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, Todd, I just think I think it starts with being clear and objective. And I think, I don't know, at least with me, far too often as I have had discussions with folks, I haven't really been thoughtful about what what are the objectives here. And by the way, I would argue that setting those objectives with the person you're working with is the right way to do it, right? Sure. <clears throat> to ensure that your objectives and the person that you're coaching's objectives um, are aligned, right? So if it's all around helping get this person prepared so that they might be able to assume the next level of responsibility, that's a pretty clear goal. Right. And, um, it, and it would certainly make ahead. sense to be in alignment with each other. Right. Right. And if it's around performance, although it may be a little bit more, uh, there may be more conflict or more emotion in it, there, there's still an opportunity to be aligned on the performance that is intended to be discussed and improved. Yes. I think one of the key things to keep in mind on this is the individual's receptivity on the front end. So, you know, that could be one of the things that we look at is, am I being effective of a coach by cultivating the soil well enough that they're actually receiving it? And I think this matches up to making sure that we include them on the objectives, because if their objectives are very different than what we're providing coaching for, then they're going to be less receptive. Right. 
Right. Well, you know, this causes me to think about a client. Um, I had a client, and when we first talked, the objective really for her, now keep in mind, I was an executive coach, so it's a little bit different dynamic here, but uh, uh, she was really focused on what do I need to do to get promoted? And as we spent time talking about setting expectations together, uh, we talked about if your focus is on being promoted, I can't, I can't guarantee that, right? You right. know, particularly as an outside person. But we could certainly talk about being clear on those areas that you want to improve on that we identify as being the most related uh, to having the opportunity to help you be perceived as being ready for promotion. Yeah. Which, which is a subtle difference, but it's important so that people understand what, what you're really going to c- commit to together. Sure. Well, and in that situation, you definitely have to rely on her to take more accountability and ownership and self-awareness to really make sure that she's providing the right reflection for what it takes to get promoted within that organization and how she's perceived within the organization and how she's performing within the organization in relation to that criteria. You got it. That's right. So I think at a high level, Todd, we kind of talk about this important piece related to setting an objective. Yep. The next piece talks about kind of gets into what we talked about in a prior podcast, which is really putting in our observer you know, hats on and really observing how things are going as we observe the behavior and the outcomes as our people are working. And then the third piece is really what we're talking about in this podcast, which is as we observe, really watching for those behaviors, really watching for those outcomes. So for example, on the behavior side, if you are having discussions about being, and I'm just making this up, being more prepared for meetings, for example, um, what do you observe? You know, has this person read all the materials ahead of time, brought a polished presentation, uh, contribute to the meeting, is able to respond efficiently and effectively to questions because they've they, they have their data and, uh, you know, prepared for and that kind of thing. Uh, those types of behaviors suggest that some of the coaching along the way might be helpful and might be helping. Sure. It seems to me that if you really want to measure if the coaching is having an impact or not, you have to get an initial baseline established. And right. to, yes. it, I, I just recently spent the weekend with my sister and she has a Great Dane puppy and i'm amazed at how giant this thing gets between visits that i go to see her and <laughs> sure. to her it's day by day you know little bit by little bit and so tank doesn't seem to grow as rapidly to her as he does to me because i have these big stretches in between and when we're doing coaching right we're seeing it day by day right so we can miss some of those big shifts when they happen and that's why i think it's really important that we get a good Measurement is maybe the wrong word, but really kind of a good captured in time that we write that down as to what the the baseline is so that three months from now, six months from now, two weeks from now, we can go back and measure what behavior we saw preparing for that meeting today versus what we saw preparing for that meeting six months ago uh, so that we, we can see meaningful differences. Right. And in fact, Todd, I think that's precisely why some organizations find multi-rater feedback or 360 feedback helpful, right? Because sure. you could take a 360 or have, have multiple people participate in a 360 feedback tool where you get feedback from a manager, from a peer, from direct reports, that kind of thing. You can, you can do that and gather baseline data 
And that allows you to kind of see, you know, how is that person doing in terms of communication or in terms of conflict resolution, whatever it might be. And then to your point, six months later, you can administer the same kind of survey or 360 and be able to compare and contrast. The, and I think that's really helpful. The, the caution I would offer, however, is that those surveys aren't going to capture everything. Right. Um, and I would offer that you still need to observe, right, in terms of what you physically observe and then supplement uh, the data with your personal observations. Right, right. I think one of the other measures that you can look at to see if your coaching is having an impact or not is getting a feel for self-awareness. You know, one of the skills that you hope to teach as a coach is less reliance on the coach. And so being able to develop the skill of being more accurately understanding how you're being perceived in any given moment or skill that you demonstrate, the greater that increases, the less need for a coach. And I I think that's a good measure for us to look to see if we're having an impact or not. Agree. And I think that the reminder, though, Todd, for us is that um, as people become increasingly aware of, you know, they're more self-aware, they're more, they're observing some of these things themselves. I would argue that the the questions that we ask and the type of coaching we provide needs to change a little bit, right? Sure. So, so instead of um, questions that are a little bit more directive, such as, have you thought about trying this or what, what's been your, you know, what's been your experience with that? uh, Alternative questions might be, Hey, we just got out of that meeting. What were your observations? What did you notice? Um, a little bit more types of questions and discussions related to self-insight. And right. so that requires us to evolve a little bit, Todd, as coaches. Sure. And yes, being able to adjust for the need of the coachee, for the person we're working with, uh, to be able to understand their needs at that given stage of development and adjust accordingly. Right. So we've, we've talked a little bit about some behaviors. The other thing that I think we can look at are the outcomes. And, you know, when we talk about outcomes, there's all sorts of things you can look at. You can look at things like, um, does, does the team, and these are related to some behaviors as well, but overall, does the team seem to collaborate better because of the contributions of the person that you're coaching? Or um, is the communication better? I mean, those, those are some um, outcome measures. You can also look at some of the higher level outcome measures, such as, uh, is the person generating uh, higher sales results or having fewer safety incidents or, um, uh, you know, greater number of lines of code? <laughs> right. Yeah, certainly you productivity know. is one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. productivity measures, that, those kind of things. And, and I think that those are also helpful uh, indicators because if we're truly being effective with our coaching, eventually the goal, I would imagine, is that we want it to impact outcomes. Sure. All right. So here, here's what we've done so far on our journey. So it's important if we're going to begin a coaching uh, relationship, make sure that we set objectives together and so that we should both be in sync with what that is in an alignment with each other. Capture a baseline, uh, get a good measure and record it so that you can refer back to it because the changes can happen gradually over time. Behaviorally, There are clues that you can look for around observation skills, receptivity, self-awareness, and then you can also measure based on outcomes, looking for whatever that is, whether it's better communication, better sales, better productivity, promotability, they stepped up into a new role, uh, whatever the, the workplace measures are. 
We also talked a little bit about when it's not working, how to go back and troubleshoot what isn't working about it. Maybe it's not the objectives correctly, or maybe you're not providing the right feedback along the way. Um, what are some other things that we should consider in thinking about being effective coaches and evaluating our evaluating of their performance? Yeah, I think there's an important point to be made here, Todd, about uh, involving other people appropriately. So, so let me give you two examples. One would be uh, perhaps this person really needs coaching, and I'm making this up, coaching on a particular sales approach, right? Like such as filling the sales pipeline or something. And it's possible that you are not the expert on that particular area, right? Right. So so part of what we do as a coach is to help give them guidance to who, who they can work with as a mentor, right? Who they can partner with uh, to learn more about that process. And so in areas that we're not perhaps experts in, we direct them to, to places where there are uh, experts. And then secondly, as we're evaluating and observing performance and outcomes, I'm a huge believer in reaching out and asking other people, right? right? So, so whether it's a 360 or whether it's just walking down the hall and asking, hey, you know, I know that uh, you periodically work with uh, Sally or Bob, and uh, we've been working on a couple of things together, and I've got some questions for you in terms of what you, in terms of what you are observing related to X or Y. I think that's absolutely critical to get other perspectives because sometimes you may not always, may not always be in the room uh, when that person is interacting and um, trying to apply some of the things you've been coaching them on. Yep. You know, it's uh, uh, actually today at work, it was kind of interesting just thinking back to our episode where we discussed observation skills. I have been observing skills and uh, others' behaviors in different environments and different situations. I mean, I'm trying to flex that muscle a little bit more. And an observation came up that I felt I really need to discuss this with the person because I think it's inhibiting their success. And I thought I need to make sure that that's in alignment with what their supervisor is expecting out of them because I didn't want to get perpendicular to maybe that's the expectation for them to to behave that way. And so, you know, back to this notion of getting other people's feedback, I could have approached that by saying, can you tell me a little bit about so-and-so's behavior and what you've observed about it? But I always kind of feel like sometimes that can be a little, if, if I'm seeking to validate a thought I have, <laughs> sure. sometimes that can feel a little bit like, guess what I'm thinking? Sure. And so, um, you know, I think because I felt I wanted to check my perception on it, I said, can I, I just get your thoughts on this? And I, I just want to let you know about a perception that I have, and I want you to to disagree with me or confirm it. it you know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm in alignment with what you're trying to expect out of it, but I don't want you to try to dance around this or whatever. Here's what I saw, and here's how I interpreted that. Tell me your perspective on it. And so I still left it open-ended for them to be able to provide their feedback around it, but I also wanted to directionally uh, let them know where I was headed so there were no sucker punches in that conversation. Sure. I like that. Uh, the other thing that strikes me, Todd, that's important in this discussion related to whether we know our coaching is working is it seems to me that another thing to look at is how are we changing and developing ourselves as leaders and coaches? Yep. It, it would seem to me that if our coaching, if per se, is working, we're evolving, <laughs> right? We're, we're becoming a little bit more effective in how we coach. Uh, we're having ourselves more self-insight as, as we coach others. Perhaps we learn something about ourselves and opportunities we have to improve. Um, it would seem to me that 
truly successful coaches are not only helping other people, but along the way that they're improving themselves. Right. And that gets back to the baseline and seeing change in yourself over time. And right. uh, not necessarily that you need to record where you are at each point, but again, day by day, the evolution can be very slow and you can look back over 20 years and say, what's well, really different. And so it it's, and you know, you can get that from your technique of validating that with other people. Tell me what, you know, Hey, I've been working on this. Can you tell me what changes you've seen? What differences you have? Uh, but I do think it's helpful to, to also have kind of that record for yourself because your own perceptions of how you're doing and that will change over time as well. That's right. So it seems to me that <clears throat> If you believe that you're growing and learning as a coach and that the coaching you've been doing has been helpful, if the person's receiving the coaching believes that they've been able to adjust their behavior and feel good about progress, if their colleagues and partners that they associate with regularly have noticed the change and feel positive about it, and then finally, if you are starting to see some outcomes, whether they're productivity outcomes or other outcomes, it seems to me that you probably have some good indicators that you're very much on the right track. Now, if you have a couple of those things true, but not all of them true, it may suggest that there's still progress being made, but there might still be some opportunities. And if you have none of those is true, you got to just go back to the drawing board. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and perhaps, Todd, back to your point, maybe you haven't been clear on the objectives. Right, right. Right? Yeah. kind of like just ending it there let's do it <laughs> unless you've got more to say i'm done